Fix the World, Episode 2, What Do You Want? I'm Doug Dix. When I ask college students what they want, happiness is the most common answer. They want to feel good. Feeling good is in vogue, particularly at college. The most popular course in Yale's long history is on being happy. A similar course is popular at Harvard. Gurus of various breeds offer workshops on finding happiness. And then there's our Declaration of Independence that proclaims pursuit of happiness as our inalienable right. Therapists of various stripes instruct depressed people to feel better. But I'm here to tell the truth. When people are hungry, while others wallow in luxury, there is no happiness worth having. People are hungry. Experts estimate that some 2 billion people are hungry. There's 8 billion people in the world, and 2 billion of them are hungry. Now, hunger is a difficult word. It can mean a variety of things. Two billion people are estimated to be micronutrient deficient. That means they're missing some vitamin or mineral. About half of these, about one billion people, are also consuming inadequate protein and or calories. About half the world's population is poor, living on less than $5.50 a day. While these most basic needs, basic human needs for food and money go unfulfilled, other people are wallowing in luxury. More than $16 billion was spent on the Super Bowl alone. The only way to feel good about this savage disparity is to ignore it. Is that what you want? Beware the adage, ignorance is bliss. People shouldn't come to college to get ignorant, but that's what they're getting. They're learning to care about their future success and the entertainment they earn from working so hard for it. Imagine a drug like crack that would make you happy. Imagine that unlike crack, it's safe and legal. Would you take it? Half or so of my students say they would. I ask them to imagine that after taking the drug, they learn that their mom is sick or troubled in some way. Would they want to be happy then? Of course not. They'd want to empathize. But if they were on the drug, they would have no choice but to be happy. And they couldn't empathize that way. Empathy is about sharing emotion. At any given time, most moms are sick or scared or sad or hungry or all the above. Do you want to ignore them? Do you want your kids to ignore them? Do you want any kids to learn to ignore such need? 
That's what's being taught at school, college, church, synagogue, etc., where people come for good purpose, for education, or prayer, or worship, care about academic work, or prayer, that never translates into feeding the hungry. Learn to solve the quadratic equation, or decline nouns in a foreign language, or classify animals by the binomial system of nomenclature, or distinguish a Monet from a Manet, or recite some lines from Shakespeare. Care about the countless NCAA championships, or the latest trends in fashion or parties. Better yet, throw some crumbs to the poor, participate in a food drive, or volunteer at a homeless shelter or a head start site. Then you can ignore the needy with a clear conscience. Ignoring the needy is the only way to pursue happiness. Is personal happiness worth more than empathy? Is anything worth more than empathy? I'll tell you the truth. Empathy is all that makes us different and better than the animals. And it's all that can make your life meaningful. Don't trade it for happiness. Don't trade it for anything. But we are trading it for junk. And that's the problem. We've learned to value junk more than empathy. And we're teaching that corrupt value to our children. Listen. The global market for junk is colossal. Tourism is worth $2,000 billion a year. Alcoholic beverages, $1,600 billion a year. Tobacco, $850 billion. Coffee, $540 billion. Pastry, $498 billion. Gambling, $450 billion. Soda, $435 billion. Jewelry, $270 billion. Cosmetics, $262 billion. Pet care, $235 billion. Video games, $200 billion. Pornography, $100 billion. The total for the above is $7,464 billion a year. None of it is needed by anyone. Most of it is downright harmful, and except for a wedding ring and watch, I don't buy any of it, and I don't miss a thing. If this total, this $7,464 billion, were divided equally among the half of the world's poor, the half of the world's people, that lives on less than five fifty a day, each would receive... $1,866 a year, or $5.11 a day. That would end hunger and poverty. It would provide basic education and health care for everyone. And it would inspire all who were involved in the junk industry to find employment in repairing our ecosystem and social fabric. 
No government action would be required to make this wonderful transition. All that's needed is for ordinary people like you and me to stop buying junk and start buying what we really want. Liberty, justice, health, and peace for all. Imagine a scene and you're the star of it. Imagine you're with your favorite companion at your favorite restaurant. Imagine you're at a table with an ocean view at sunset. There's quiet jazz in the background. You contemplate the menu as you anticipate the evening ahead. You're both ready to start with shrimp cocktail, but there's some debate on whether to order the broiled lobster or filet mignon. And then, of course, there's the problem of the wine. But you manage to solve these problems, and the dinner is served. You begin with delight and anticipation. But just then, as you take your first bite, hungry children appear at the window, their dirty faces pressed against the glass. How should you respond? Will you call the maitre d' to draw the drapes? This will hide the children, but also the ocean view. But it will allow you to enjoy the romantic ambiance and your elegant dinners? Or will you ask that the children be chased away? Call the police, perhaps. This option may feel brutal, but it allows you to keep the view. Which is best? There's a third option, of course. You could invite the kids in to share your dinner. There's some downsides. They're dirty, not dressed for the occasion, and probably lacking in manners. And what will the under diners think? They may ask the maitre d' to chase you away. How embarrassing that would be. And would it be worth it? Would it be worthwhile to take such risk? The kids might not even like lobster, or filet mignon. And there wouldn't be enough from your dinners to satisfy even one hungry kid. You might order brown rice and dry beans or potatoes or spaghetti with tofu, but the chef might not know how to cook such simple, cheap, harmless, nutritious food. Nothing on a restaurant menu is simple or cheap. Little on it is harmless or nutritious. And even fancy restaurants can be plagued by rats, mice, roaches, mold, and unhygienic help. Both lobster and beef are bad for the environment, and both are produced by cruel means. The beef and the butter for the lobster will clog your coronary arteries, and as the ocean grows ever more polluted, so does the seafood. The best option is to ensure that the kids get home safely. And you learn to save money by learning to enjoy cheap, simple, harmless, nutritious food 
you cook yourself at home. And then with this saved money, you make regular donations to effective charities. That's what you want. That's how to get what you want. Thanks for listening. Please tune in next week.